Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media and free on all fo- podcast platforms, wherever you choose to listen that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The Braves have wrapped up another road trip. And on Wednesday, let's be honest, it was in less than ideal fashion. The Braves losing one to nothing. The second game of this series in which two or less runs were scored. That's something that, you know, has definitely been a trend of these Padres Braves games is that unfortunately, you know, in five out of the seven games, the Braves offense has, you know, kind of been quiet. You know, in four of those five games, they they have now lost. But, you know, overall, this is one of those games that you kind of expected the Braves to be due for at some point, especially after they were able to win Monday night's game after the excellent performance from Max Reed. The Braves losing one to nothing. Yeah, you don't want to see it, but, you know, every now and then, teams just have these type of games. That's what happens over 162 game schedule but I will say even though the Braves lost this game there was still a major positive to take away from it and that of course was the performance of Charlie Morton six innings pitched five strikeouts five hits allowed the only mistake he made wound up being a Juan Soto home run that was a difference in the game but I think the Braves will you know you never want to see a loss happen but I do think the Braves will take the today's performance from Charlie Morton as a silver lining. You know, he really hadn't struggled so much over his first three starts of the season, but he was more average to solid than he was, you know, excellent. And yesterday, he was excellent on the mound, and that's a great development for the Braves to see, and you certainly hope that will continue as time goes on. So despite the loss, the performance with Charlie Morton was definitely a great sight to see. And yesterday, it was the top and bottom of the order. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. got a hit. Sam Hilliard, Kevin Pillar got a hit. Only four hits in the game. One thing that definitely is worth watching is Austin Riley. Uh, he had a home run in his first bat of the series. Since then, I believe he was 0 for 12 with seven strikeouts for the rest of the series. Overall, he's still doing great on the season, but he had a bit of a mini slump. But as I mentioned, in five out of the seven games that the Braves faced the Padres, their offense was a bit limited. This year so far now, the Braves, when they hit multiple home runs, they're two or they're six and oh. But when they hit one home run or less, they're eight and five. Now fourteen and five of the season. Now an eight and five record in today's game when you don't hit a home run, that actually is a pretty good record, especially to start off the season. But a big key for the Braves, their average right now when it comes to capitalizing on getting runners in scoring position. There were a couple of opportunities in Wednesday's game where they just did not capitalize on those opportunities. The Braves are still working out the opportunity of getting consistent at being able to score runs, creating and capitalizing on run scoring opportunities when the long ball is not there. Obviously, for the Braves, 
The long ball is going to be there more than likely than it will be for other teams. But as good as this offense has been, it consistently being able to capitalize on run scoring opportunities, even if the home run is not happening, that's an area of growth. And as we get Michael Harris, as we get Travis Darno back, that's something that could become a bit easier to take advantage of. So not really a concern, but a bit relevant in the fact that the Padres have done a pretty good job limiting the Braves' offense overall. That's why the Padres won the season series over the seven games that they played the Braves, four to three. So it's great to see that the Braves were able to win this series, but also a bit relevant that the Braves do need to start capitalizing on the run scoring opportunities that they create. But again, there's not much to be concerned about, not much to be mad about, especially when, you know, before yesterday, the Braves had won eight in a row. They were 5-0 and on their road trip. They had won eight straight road games. You couldn't have asked for a much better start to the season. And here is a big, big development from this series in San Diego is the fact that the Braves' starting staff against one of the better teams in the National League absolutely showed out. 17 combined innings pitch between Max Reed coming off the injured list on Monday and between Spencer Strider and Charlie Morton's best starts of the season on Tuesday and Wednesday. Charlie Morton of that trio was the only one to give up a run. 17 innings pitch from the Braves starters in this series, only one earned run allowed. That's a great development, especially when you consider the competition that they were facing. And another byproduct, a needed byproduct, of Strider and Morton both going six innings over the past two days, the bullpen was not used as much. The Braves' bullpen has been one of the most utilized, most used bullpens in the game to start the season. So the fact that they didn't have to work as much on Tuesday or Wednesday, going into an off day on Thursday, that was a needed stretch for them to be able to get recharged. So that was a great development as well. So yeah, certainly never want to see a loss, but overall a great road trip for the Braves. A really, really encouraging sign that the starting rotation is starting to find its groove. And more often than not, if the Braves can get their performance from the starting staff of the bullpen that they got in this series, they're going to win more series than they lose. But the other key development from this series that continues to show out is the Braves' outfield depth. And I don't think many would have said that would be something that would show out early in the season. But when it comes to Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar, the Braves' outfield depth has been a huge benefit, has been a huge benefit for the Braves so far this season. So coming into this season, one of the things that I think, you know, many were looking forward to is obviously a fully healthy Ronald Acuna Jr., but, you know, to expand on that is the fact that the Braves, between Ronald Acuna Jr. and Michael Harris II, I think many were looking forward to the Braves featuring one of the most dynamic five duo of five-tool players in the game between, you know, the overall skill set of Ronald Acuna Jr. and Michael Harris, the many different ways that they could help win ball games. A lot of people were looking to see what they both could do in a full season, you know, in the field and in the Braves lineup. Well, unfortunately, we haven't been able to see that, um, you know, so far this year. Now, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been better than advertised. In my opinion, one of the top five MVP candidates so far this season. Michael Harris, unfortunately, struggled to start out the year and has been on on the injured list, you know, due to a back issue as well, you know, over the past 10, 10 or so days. So we've not got to see it as of yet. But of course, the Braves' outfield depth 
was one of, besides the shortstop position, was probably the biggest question mark for this team when it came to the position players. But that actually has been a pretty big strength of this team so far this year. Once Michael Harris II went down, Sam Hilliard, who was the first acquisition for this Braves team this offseason, he has stepped in and performed quite well. Now, it should be taken, you know, in a bit of context. Sam Hilliard has done very well at the plate. He made an incredible play to rob Manny Machado of a home run on um, uh, uh, Wednesday afternoon, I believe it was Wednesday afternoon, yes, Wednesday afternoon, um, an incredible play, you know, showing his prowess to be able to hold his own in center field. He has done a great job filling in for Michael Harris. Now, if you look at some of the metrics, he definitely is performing better at the plate than, um, or he's performing better at the plate than his metrics would suggest. You know, as his, you know, there's going to be a bit of regression in time for Sam Hilliard, but still, he's performed better than expected. One thing that I don't think many uh, could have expected out of him was how hard he is hitting the baseball so far this year, he has a he has a very good exit velocity for someone for an outfield reserve, and that's certainly had to be something that the Braves saw in his overall skill set. So Sam Hilliard has been a great offseason addition. Another one of those moves on the margins that may not have seemed as if it was going to be that big of a deal when it happened, but he definitely has done a great job filling in for Michael Harris as Harris continues to rehab on the injured list. But of course, you know, another move that was, you know, considered to be kind of a smaller move, but is certainly uh, worked out to be a pretty good move as well, was the addition of Kevin Pillar, who who basically has turned into, you know, the Braves' go-to person when it, need, when it needs a right-handed option off the bench. I know that Marcelo Zuna is someone that the Braves had hoped would be that option, but as I've discussed, as, as many have discussed, Marcelo Zuna should not be an option right now, but the simple fact that he's just not offering any value in any capacity. But Kevin Pillar has done very well. He's got some timely hits, played solid defense. His expected numbers actually should be a bit better than they're showing right now, so there should be some a positive regression if he continues to hit the ball as well as he has. So the Braves outfield depth. Listen, none of them are just absolutely setting the world on fire, but they're doing a more than capable job of providing value until the Braves truly have their outfield alignment that they had starting the season in place, which of course was Ronald Acuna Jr. in right, was Michael Harris II obviously in left, and then Eddie Rosario at the very least in left field against right-handed hitters. We also know that Eddie Rosario has started to swing a bit better about as well. So the Braves outfield as a whole, in my opinion, has been better than advertised, and that becomes even more awesome to see when you consider the fact that it hasn't had its second most important piece in Michael Harris II for much of the season. Is that to be expected moving forward? Eh. Probably not as good at the plate as you might see. You know, in terms of Sam Hilliard, there may be a bit of regression. In terms of Kevin Pillar, there could be some positive regression. Really hoping that Eddie Rosario finds a solid streak of hitting soon as well. But I have to think that the Braves have to be pleased with how their outfield depth overall has performed. And that just once again goes to show that when it comes to Alex Anthopoulos' approach, again, you know, he's talked about the fact that he really puts an emphasis on having as much talent available to the Braves, both in the majors and the minor leagues, once the season starts. It goes to show that many that him keeping many options that he brought in in spring trading, it goes to show that the depth has certainly shined so far this season. 
Hopefully the Braves will get their best talents back as soon as possible, but it's great to see that if for some reason the Braves were to be without their best talents, they have more than capable depth of coming in and being able to get the job done and contribute to winning baseball like Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar have done so far this season. But make no mistake, as we know with how Alex Anthopoulos operates with the fact that he brought in Hilliard, that he brought in Kevin Pillar, you know, Jordan Luplau was brought in, though he was uh, designated for assignment and eventually was claimed by the Blue Jays. This is con this is a consistent, you know, this is a fluid situation when it comes to the Braves' outfield depth, and that's something that led to what I think is a pretty interesting move for the Braves earlier this week in which they claimed um, outfielder, infielder Nick Solak off of waivers to, be, to bring into the organization. Now, Solak is not someone, you know, there's a reason why he was designated for assignment. He, he should be considered as a bat-only um, player, but there is some intrigue with what he potentially could do, especially against left-handers. He did show some promise against left-handers earlier in his career, kind of like Luflau when he was signed earlier this offseason. So while much may not need to be, you know, it may not make sense to expect much from Nick Solak. You know, again, there's a reason why he was claimed off waivers. He's another interesting move that the Braves will look to bring into the organization, see if they can make some changes to his approach, and perhaps they will then be able to have another option that they could utilize at some point during the season if they were to need to. So despite the strong starts from Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar, you know, the Braves outfield may not now be as much of a need to address as the season goes along with some type of significant move like you saw the Braves make at the 2001-2021 trade deadline. But the Alex Anthopoulos is also knowledgeable enough to know, without a doubt obviously, that despite the great starts of Sam Hilliard, despite the great starts of Kevin Pillar, it never hurts to have as much depth as possible. So if one of those players were to get injured or one of those players were to fall off as the season goes along, he can have another option that he potentially could tap into for instance, such as Nick Solak, he can have options that he could utilize if need be. So without a doubt, great start to the season for Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar. It's wonderful to see that they've been able to step up when the Braves need them, and hopefully they'll be able to continue to do that as the season goes along. But for all Braves in general, a second straight Thursday off day is a welcome sight. Again, the bullpen has gotten an unexpected, extended, you know, a bit of rest, a bit of recharge um, as it goes into a huge series, as the Braves go into a huge series against the Houston Astros. The Astros so far this season have been a bit underwhelming. They're under 500 so far this year, but of course, they're still the reigning um, Major League Baseball champions. I know they've been without Jose Otube, but the Astros are more than capable of playing well against the best teams in the majors, and so the Braves will certainly have a test cut out for them. But it's going to be a fun weekend, right? A, a lot of talent on the field this weekend in Truist Park. Hope anybody that gets to attend has a great time. But 14-5 and five for the Braves. Offense is one of the best in baseballs. As I mentioned in the first segment of the show, the Braves starting staff is really starting to find its groove, and the bullpen should be recharged. A good, good week of baseball for the Braves. Even though it didn't lead to a win on Wednesday, still plenty of positives, and there's so much momentum for Atlanta to go into a big weekend series and hopefully get another series win against the reigning World Series champions. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part 
of the Battery Power Podcast Network, check out The Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media, and free all po- on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free, so just hit the subscribe button. When it comes to your podcast choices, we'll be there for free. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Thanks so much. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hammer.